Hello and welcome to a Thursday afternoon Bible study. This is Bill Allen coming to you from live from the heart of Tyler, Texas at West Irwin Church of Christ right downtown. If you're watching at uh, 3 p.m. Central uh, Standard Time on Thursday afternoon, November 16th, and you are watching this live on my Facebook page. If you're watching it later recorded uh, on my Facebook page or on the church Facebook page, West Irwin Church of Christ or West Irwin Live, or if you're watching it later on our website at westirwin.com, that's Irwin with an E, R-W-I-N, and uh, click on the connect uh, tab up at the top, scroll down to where it says uh, live stream, and you can go to there and go down, skip down a little bit and go to the video archives. You got all kinds of fun stuff there, lots of lessons, all these Facebook lessons, uh, previous worship services and sermons. And so glad to have you aboard this afternoon <clears throat> as we talk about the longest chapter of the Bible. No, this won't be the longest lesson in this series. I'm pretty sure that's not true. But it is on the longest psalm, uh, Psalm 117, that we saw last week was the shortest psalm. Just a couple of verses, great song of praise, call to praise. Psalm 119 is the other side of that. It's the longest psalm. Uh, in the Bible, and it is the longest chapter in the Bible, and it is 176 verses. Uh, so a little bit about this, uh, first of all, as we think of uh, a whole chapter, the longest chapter focused on God's Word. I think that it's important for us to realize that that's not an accident. It's not a coincidence. This is certainly something that God has ordained and I don't believe that that is a coincidence. I think that that was something that happened specifically and on purpose. And so I believe that that gives us a measure of understanding that God's word is extremely important. And so as we think about the, the Old Testament and the Old Testament law, and we think about this psalm and this psalmist writing about the law, if it's attributed to uh, King David, then it would be sometime around uh, 900, somewhere in the 900s BCE, BC, uh, before Christ, before the Common Era. And, um, and so it was right there in the midst of having to follow that very specific uh, an important law of Moses. And so we might figure that the psalmist was a little bit hard on the law because feeling constrained, but that's not what we, we find. We would expect him to be a little bitter, but it is exactly the opposite. Um, we uh, understand that that resentment and bitterness would certainly characterize us and our culture if we had to live under such a law, but it's far from the attitude of the psalmist. Uh, though they would be expected uh, to live according to God's law, uh, what we find in Psalm 119 is um, the attitude of the psalmist towards God's law, anything but bitter and, and resentful. Uh, rather, it is one of joy and love. Uh, and we think, wait, what? <laughs> joy and love for the law? Even though you're constrained and restricted by it? Yes, that's exactly what we find. One, one place the psalmist just says, oh, how I love your law. Uh, something that we should be able to say today. 
a little bit about the psalm. The psalm is an acrostic, uh, and so here's what that means. In the original text, the original Hebrew, each of the first eight verses begin with the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and then each of the second eight verses, verses 9 through 16, begin with the second letter of the Hebrew alphabet and all the way through. As there are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet, the psalm has 22 stanzas of eight verses each, and so 176 verses, which makes it the longest psalm and the longest chapter in the Bible, actually, by far. Um, and the theme, the overriding theme throughout is praise for God's word. And so a, a few things about this psalm as we consider some of the comments from uh, Timothy and Kathy Keller. And, and they take several days to go through uh, this in their daily devotional guidebook, uh, The Songs of Jesus. Uh, here's where, how they begin. Uh, they said that Psalm 1, the very first psalm, said the key to knowing God is delight in God's word. And that's what is expressed in Psalm 119. <clears throat> so what is it? What is that word of God that the psalmist uh, finds so much delight in? Uh, and here's what this psalm, Psalm 119, says at the beginning. As his law decrees and commands, his word is absolutely authoritative and must be obeyed. Uh, the psalm is clear on that. As his statutes, it is permanently relevant for every time and place and must be trusted. Uh, he says that in verse 2, Blessed are they who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. As his precepts, it is consummate wisdom, such that when he requires what he requires perfectly fits our needs and nature. Um, and that's verse four. You have laid down precepts that are to be fully obeyed. The psalmist loved God's word. He had great joy for God's word. And yet there was no question in the psalmist's mind that these were commandments and precepts that were given to be obeyed. That is the expectation. Um, as his precepts, it is consummate, that uh, consummate wisdom that is being uh, given and must be obeyed. As his ways, which it also describes God's law as, it is not a set of abstract rules, but an expression of God's own character and nature. These are his ways that the Bible conveys. Uh, so knowing the Bible is really how we come to know God who is revealed in Scripture. Uh, we seek God with all our heart to have fellowship with God. And throughout this psalm, that is one of the recurring themes, not just love for God's word and the call to be obedient to God's word, uh, but also an expression of following God's word with all your heart. Verse 2 says, Blessed are they who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. You think, wait, Bill, that's, that's a New Testament concept. In the Old Testament, they didn't follow God with all their heart. They weren't required to do that. Well, actually, they were. Actually, they were. And, and just a reminder, when Jesus is asked, what's the greatest commandment? And he interacts on a couple of occasions about that, I'm sure. But the gospel writers record it. Uh, Jesus says it's to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. This is the greatest 
commandment, and that is from the sacred Shema that's found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, that great uh, book about the law and the second reading of the law as Moses prepares to uh, transfer the leadership over to Joshua and have the people cross the Jordan River into the promised land. Uh, they go over that law again, and that's uh, the book of Deuteronomy uh, communicates that. And so this longest psalm is a psalm about the Word of God. It's about being in love with God's Word, uh, the joy of God's Word, the call to be obedient to God's Word, the call to serve God with all of our heart. So we won't read all of the verses. You're glad to know, 176 of them. Although when I typically preach about this psalm, that's what I do. I speak about it and then we read it together. It doesn't take that long to read, uh, but we'll let you do that on your own sometime. Uh, and so a few themes that are taken from this uh, before we uh, uh, close out this study of Psalm 119. The psalmist finds help, guidance, and renewal in God's Word. Uh, Psalm 119, uh, verse 105. And I have to get to it. Your, light, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. We sing that song. It's a great Amy Grant and uh, Michael W. Smith song. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That great song is a direct quote uh, from uh, the King James Version of Psalm 119, verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's a great, great statement, but that's God's word. We have, we find guidance and encouragement to do what is right. Uh, verse 43, trouble and distress have come upon me, but your commands give me delight. That's that sense of renewal and uh, that sense of delighting in God's word. Verse 149, hear my voice in accordance with your love. Preserve my life, Lord, according to your laws. Preserve my life. <clears throat> you think sometimes, well, you know, I, <coughs> excuse me, the word of God is, is uh, simply too constraining, too binding. But what the psalmist felt is that the, the law of God brings renewal. The word of the Lord is something that gives him the opportunity <clears throat> to find not just guidance, but also renewal. One of the amazing things about this psalm, as it focuses on God's word, <clears throat> is its call to build our relationship with God through that word. <coughs> Excuse me. Verses 76 and 77. May your unfailing love be my comfort according to your promise to your servant. Let your compassion come to me that I may live for your law is my delight. The psalmist cries out that that relationship with God, that unfailing love may be present between God and between the psalmist. Uh, skipping down to verse 111. Your statutes are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. My heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. I hate double-minded people, but I love your law. You are my refuge and my shield. I have put my hope in your word. Don't you love those statements? He talks about how much I love your law, your word. Uh, and how that word is my refuge and my hope. It's, it's where I put my hope, and that is in your word. 
my heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. Again, in the Old Testament, even under the law of Moses, they followed God with all their heart if they were going to be faithful. And that's exactly what the psalmist uh, did. Uh, we continue on considering this great psalm. And we're reminded that the psalmist, as we have said, not just follows God uh, with their mind, believing, but uh, seeks to obey and follow God's word wholeheartedly. Uh, this is how this great psalm uh, starts out. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. Uh, great, great statement there. Verse 10 of Psalm 119, I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. Uh, continuing uh, this same thought, following God wholeheartedly. Verse 34, give me understanding so that I may keep your law and obey it with all my heart. Um, continuing in verse 58, I have sought your face with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. You think that's something that's kind of consistent throughout this psalm? It certainly is. The psalmist asking God to allow <clears throat> him to follow him with his whole heart, praying for the strength to be able to do that. Uh, the psalmist's primary concern is in following God and staying in that relationship with God wholeheartedly. And he does that. Uh, through having this constant relationship with God's word. Uh, and then finally, <clears throat> the psalmist loves God's word. We see that several times in this great Psalm 119, uh, verses 46 through 48. I will speak of your statutes before kings and will not be put to shame. For I delight in your commands because I love them. <clears throat> I reach out for your commands, which I love, that I may meditate on your decrees. Uh, the psalmist did not feel constrained by God's word or restricted by God's word, even though it was a law with hundreds of commands. The psalmist says, I love your law. I love your commands. I love being obedient to you. And um, very clearly put in verse uh, 97, <clears throat> Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Sometimes we uh, want to complain simply because we are expected to go to a church Bible study one hour a week on Sunday mornings, or maybe two hours a week, Sunday morning and Wednesday night. And oh, that's just so much. And yet here's what the psalmist says. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. It was Reptevia's dream. If he were a rich man, he could hang out with the, uh, uh, the scholars and just discuss God's word and meditate on it all day long. It's what he longed for. It's what the psalmist longed for. It's what the psalmist did. Oh, how I love your law. Couldn't be clear, more clearly stated than that great verse 97. Uh, verse 113, I hate double-minded people but I love your law. Verse 119 of Psalm 119. All the wicked of the earth you discard like dross. Therefore, I love your statutes. I love your statutes uh, rather than feeling constrained. 
and bound. Uh, the psalmist loved those words of God. Uh, verse 159, see how I love your precepts. Preserve my life, Lord, in accordance with your love. The psalmist says, I love your precepts. I love your law. I love your statutes. I love your commands. And so remember me and remember that, Lord, and preserve my life in accordance with your love. The psalmist saw it as a two-way street. God loved the psalmist and uh, protected him and delivered him, just like that great Psalm 23, the 23rd Psalm, the shepherd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, as it begins. Uh, the psalmist here recognizes and calls upon God uh, to uh, be faithful to him as well and protecting him and delivering him according to God's love. Uh, it's, again, God gives us his love and then we respond with loving him and loving his word uh, in return. <clears throat> Finally, verse 167, I obey your statutes for I love them greatly. Are you in love with the Bible? You know, the uh, children's song, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Are you in love with that Bible? Are you, do you love God's word? And, and if you say yes, then I, I'm very grateful for that. And I'm thankful for that. And, and so the follow-up question would be, do you spend time with it? Can you imagine not spending time with someone or something that you love? It's a little bit inconsistent, isn't it? We love God and we love God's word. And if we love God's word, then we'll have that same desire to meditate on it and consider it and read it and study it, just as the psalmist did in Psalm 119. Uh, this great psalm ends uh, with these words um, in verses 169 through 176. May my cry Come before you, Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. May my supplication come before you. Deliver me according to your promise. May my lips overflow with praise, for you teach me your decrees. May my tongue sing of your word, for all your commands are righteous. May your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, Lord, and your law gives me delight. Let me live that I may praise you and may your laws sustain me. I have strayed like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I have not forgotten your commands. You know, we have a lot of songs in our songbook that, and in our, in our uh, song services that speak about God's word and God's love. Uh, and particularly, uh, I think of um, how shall the young secure their hearts? That's actually taken directly from the 119th uh, Psalm, as it speaks and calls upon youth uh, to uh, be faithful to God. Um, starting in verse 9, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. How shall the young secure their hearts and guard their lives from sin? Thy word is everlasting truth. It will keep their conscience clean. Uh, I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands, for I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Uh, how shall the young secure their hearts? That great old hymn asks. And the answer is thy word, the everlasting truth. Um, 
shall guard our youth and keep our lives from sin as well. We mentioned the song, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Direct quote from Psalm 119. The great old hymn, Give Me the Bible, uh, we could say is one that looks back to this great psalm and looks back to the important word of God. And a newer song, a more contemporary song, Ancient Words, uh, Ever True, Changing Me and Changing You. Uh, we have come with open hearts. Uh, oh, let this word of God, this truth of God, the message of God, uh, impart God's word. It's a, a great blessing to have the word of God. And with the psalmist, we, we love the word. We take joy in the Lord, in the word. And so I want us to end today with a prayer of praise uh, looking at three or four verses from Psalm 119, starting in verse 97. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts. Therefore, I hate every wrong path. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. I have taken an oath and confirmed it that I will follow your righteous laws. Amen. I hope that that's your prayer of praise as well to God for his great and wonderful word, the law of the Lord, uh, that we delight in and that we love, that we seek to obey with our whole heart. I hope you have a good weekend and I'll see you next Tuesday.